0: What's up everyone and welcome to the Wildlands. I'm David and I'm Matt. And today we're going to talk about
1: small game hunting. Where are we now? As well as
0: migratory birds. What you need to know to have a go. And don't forget, if you stay tuned till the end of the show, we'll give you insight on our product of the day.
1: So let's jump right into it. All right, so here we are for our first topic of the day. Episode three, Uh, small game hunting. Where are we now? I mean, most of us have all started off uh well i should say i shouldn't say most of us a lot of us have started off with our first hunting experiences to be you know small, small game, game hunting yeah whether you're you're here in new brunswick which is gross and snowshoe hare yep. or i've known uh, buddies of mine in the states missouri and places like that where it was squirrel hunting or you know yeah. whatnot
0: it's one of the things that i've like always wanted to do but never actually done so far is it's, squirrel hunting I've never I've, hunted. It, I've wanted to, but
1: it's delicious, dude. I've eaten it many times. I think
0: it's something that that's on my bucket list.
1: Definitely, and it it might not sound like an exciting hunt, but I can see that as being a very fun time. I mean, <laughs> those little buggers are fast. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know,
0: you hear them everywhere, you see them nowhere. You think they're <laughs> deer, and they're not. Anyway.
1: Yeah, so small game, I mean, uh, where are we now? Being That that being said, uh, also ties in again to our previous episode saying, you know, the new generation is maybe not into it that much. But I think everybody that hunts, at least in New Brunswick, or most that hunt yeah, here in New most, Brunswick, yeah. most, not everybody, will go at least once, at least once, yeah, at least once yeah, for small game.
0: But is it like they'll go at least once? Because they're going small game hunting, or they'll go at least once because they're going for deer. And on their walking path, there's they'll, a grouse, and they'll take the shot.
1: True, true. That's the thing. How many people are going directly and and specifically for small game? I think it's on a decline. Personally, absolutely. But uh, there's there's a great deal of fun in that. Even to today, even after you know growing up and being able to hunt big game, I still go
0: small game hunting. Mm-hmm. Whenever possible. Yeah. Whenever we can. Whenever we can. And I think like, for me, I think one of my fondest memories of, of small game hunting is probably one of the first times that I actually went small game hunting, which would have been, you know, with my dad hunt grouse. For grouse hunting, ruffle grouse that we have down here. We have what? We have ruffle grouse and we have spruce ruffed, grouse. Ruffed. Ruffle. Ruffle. ruffle, ruffle <laughs> ruffles. Ruffed grouse. Ruffles. I keep saying ruffled all the time, even if it's, it's rough. It'll be a ruffle grouse. It's rough ruffed ruffed yeah
1: yeah
0: i'm yeah. trying to take that l out of there yeah. but it, it's hard and and spruce and spruce, spruce yeah. Really, yeah spruce are the ones with the red dot underneath the eye and rough grass are the ones that oh, they just look like the same everywhere yeah, <laughs> pretty much They'd, they have no like real distinguishable traits and i mean you you we've both worked up north yes and, we have yeah i mean
1: we have ptarmigan up there have you ever had a chance to see those
0: Yes, I got scared by a few. Okay.
1: I've <laughs> driven up there and uh, actually driven through a flock on a hill. Oh, when no. I got to the top of the hill. That must have been chaotic. When I got up to the top of the hill, there was... They never maybe, stood a know, chance. No, not at all. I was driving a flatbed up there. And oh, anyway, there was, there, was about so 50, <laughs> there was about 50 of them right in the middle of the road when I got to the top of the hill on an icy road in the middle of the winter. So, So, no I would chance. say that
0: probably one of my best memories is not actually hunting. It's It was like a drive-by. Yeah, <laughs> where my dad had an S10 and he hit one on the road. I'm telling you, it it drove a hole through the grill almost no straight way. to the radiator. Oh, man.
1: That's unfortunate.
0: <laughs> That's unfortunate, but it's a new way to hunt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pre-cooked. <laughs> Pre-cooked.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, that being said, like I say, um, we both agree that it's on the decline. Yep, absolutely. And, yeah. uh, you know, the the there's a lot of factors in there, again uh but now what's what's coming nice here in new brunswick as uh we in this province we're not allowed to hunt on sundays yeah which uh, other than three sundays yeah. uh during An old the dearies, thing yeah, exactly but 2020 will have that changed we, uh, will, yeah. we will now be able to hunt i think it's a total of like i'm going to say i think it's 13 I think there's somewhere around there.
0: but uh, We'll have a subject on that later. Yeah, we'll, in, in one of our episodes, yeah, us because and this, beef on Sundays.
1: This, this is all new because that'll obviously only come into effect in October. Yeah. So we're not even sure. We just know we'll be able to hunt more Sundays.
0: That's all we know right Finally now. Finally a day that we're not working.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: <laughs> but yeah, no, like... As you say, small game hunting uh, being on a decline and everything like that—it's all something that we've we've all been. I mean, it's like the introductory, yeah, hunting method. That's
1: the right way to say that.
0: Yeah, and, and and what we talked about in the last episode is exactly that. Like we talked about the fact that younger generations just don't seem to be introduced to anything of that exactly. that sort. And being that you know, uh, small game and, and whatnot is is actually even. Not just like a, a, it's the time period for small game in terms of, you know, the availability of it, it is the species that we are able to hunt the longest.
1: Other than varmint. I mean, Other if, than if, varmint, if we're going to be able to eat something. Yeah, exactly. It is the longest season, yeah.
0: I mean, there is almost no reason for it to be so low. Exactly. Because I mean, if, if if somebody wants to actually hunt, there is like... People, I, I think one of the highest comments that I've always gotten in small game hunting, be it small bird, be it, you know, squirrel, grouse, yeah. uh, uh, squirrel, grouse, squirrel is the same thing. Squ- grouse is the same thing. Holy oh, boy. Wow. It is getting late. Yep. Noah, you know, be it any type of small game species, people always say that it's too easy. But I mean, that's not true. You've got so many things that you can go with that that can make it that much more difficult. Uh, either change it up to a single fire, you know, uh, rim fire. Uh, yeah, we've done that. Twenty-two or yeah. or. or. If you want, go with a bow. We will be talking
1: about that a little wait, bit more later.
0: Sneak peek on a little bit of the product of the day. But, I mean, you know, there's so many things that can make yeah, it definitely. more challenging. And, and be it of an, a, a younger age, something for a younger person, this is like this is like the entry. This is like the rite of passage. But,
1: again, you're saying it's, it's easy. That depends if you want to sit in your vehicle and drive around and wait till you see one on the side of the road. Yeah. If well, you want to get I mean. out there and hunt it, like walk actual it. hunting. I mean, I've seen myself walk. 20 kilometers in a day to get six bird yeah i mean if you call that easy
0: well i mean i don't call it easy people no, do call that's it easy what I'm though. Saying, and that's what know. i find is kind of weird like yeah. they they call it like oh it's way too easy yeah
1: depending on how you want to do it
0: depending on how you want to do it depending on what the day is sometimes you go out you don't even see any and i've already missed a, i've oh. already missed a grouse at like five yards oh, with been, a rim fire, I've so it's not easy no, no exactly <laughs> but uh no like definitely like when we look at, you know, again, I'm going to pull out some statistics on this. And when we look at some of the statistics that were taken now, these, this, these statistics were taken quite a, uh, a few years back and we're looking at like, I think it's roughly about 2017, 2015 or 2017, the university of Moncton actually conducted a survey and, uh, you know, sent out a whole bunch of questionnaires. And whatnot to a bunch of hunters, registered hunters that were able to give out their information. So in total they got about five hundred and four of these guys.
1: That's unfortunate that's only that low. It's unfortunate that's only that only that
0: Exactly. It's only that low or that many people that actually answered back to the whole thing. Yeah. And I think what you know what they did notice is that ninety percent of those that actually, you know, answered the survey and answered the call. Uh, ninety percent of them had the combined license of deer, small game, and varmint, which is pretty much like your universal kind of you yep. know license. And eight percent of those would only buy the small game license. Now, the reason you would you would think like, oh, hey, that's ninety eight percent of people that are going to be having a license of hunting, but not necessarily because for the past thirty years there has been a gigantic decline, especially in the time of '93. Yeah. Right there's been a huge decline up to 58% in residential license acquisitions for deer and up to 95%, a staggering 95% in non-residentials that were getting the deer license. So out of those 90%, there is not a lot.
1: No, that's it. Like the actual, a small game only is, is the, the one that, is unfortunate that's on the decline because I feel like the guy that might be hunting for small game, like you say, is out there with his deer license and just happens to stumble across a a grouse and decides, Oh well that's what I'm gonna shoot today. Yeah. He's not concentrating on on the small game hunt, which which is unfortunate because yeah, it's your like you said, your your right of passage into hunting, but it's also like what taught you how to hunt? Yeah, exactly. So what's wrong with with keeping going on that? And I mean, it's a plentiful species, both of them, rough or spruce. Here, uh, I actually, I actually witnessed something today that I forgot to mention to you before we were sitting here. <laughs> before? I mean, I, <laughs> I live, I live in the city limits here in Bathurst. I, I'm in no way out of town, and I was working outside uh, in the yard with my kids. And all of a sudden I heard the iconic sound of a rough grouse drumming, you know, which we've all heard.
0: It's doing its very white. Yeah, exactly. Let's get it on But I mean
1: this is this is at two o'clock in the afternoon in a in in the city limits in my backyard. And I'm like, man, I can't believe I'm hearing this right here. And it sounded really close, like it wasn't just the drumming I could hear. I could literally hear the wind in its wings. Like it was, <laughs> that's, it was that's close. Cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And I had never been able to see a grouse drum. Yeah. So I told my kids, "Come on," you know. We whispered and we kind of crawled to the back of my yard, and I was actually able to catch a glimpse of the grouse drumming on <laughs> no a No That's yeah, actually, that's pretty cool. I, I I saw him finish his drumming and then run off, but it's, I did see him. Yeah, it's for funny. The first eh? time.
0: It, it's funny when you think about it because like. We've, we've all heard it and sometimes even we hear it when we go out hunting. Yeah. but and it, you look for that. And you look for them, you will never find it. Nope. you and will them Yeah. You will never find them. And the funny thing is, is when you're not looking for them, then you're going to see them on the side of the road, picking yep. away at gravel on the side of the road. But yep. if you hear it, they're, they're probably only about like 20 feet away from you. You yep. will not see them for the dead. Yeah. You know, for the, the life of you. Yeah. But, uh, no, definitely. And it, that's actually really cool. Yeah. And I mean, what, if we, we jump back onto like, you know, we're talking about like the longest part, the, the longest, you know, season, season out of all hunting species that you can go for. I mean, you're looking at something that spans like, like just grouse usually spans from October 1st to December 31st. That's three months. That is three months of hunting deer. What is it? It's like month and a half a month and a half seven, well 7 weeks it, it, to yeah only. isn't it like if you end want of archery, september or something if you
1: no it's still it's uh it opens up the first week of october yeah or the sec, well like the second full week of october type thing mm-hmm. archery only for 3 weeks yeah and then it jumps to archery and rifle for 4 weeks it always ends somewhere
0: around november 22nd to 24th that's yeah. when it ends so i mean like your hunting excursion doesn't have to end there no. you your deer license is still good for exact for grouse and all that, and yeah. you're still able to go out hunting. So there's no reason, there's no rhyme or reason to actually stop hunting. No. Know, it's just it's still there. Yep. And then after that, you have hair. Okay. Which now can, are we
1: considering snaring for hair as I, I would. hunting, or yes. is, it, is that going to be like a trapping?
0: No, I, I consider it as hunting. Yeah, because we, that's... You still have to go out there. You still have to, you know, yeah. find the tracks, find the track, track yeah. it and track it down, and, yeah. and the whole works. And, you know, that even goes further. That goes up to the end of February. Yep. So, the last day of February, be it either the 28th or 29th, doesn't matter. It's yep. the last day of February. And when you think about it, like, <laughs> it, well, what, if I'm not mistaken, 22 rifles can only be used up until what date?
1: You mean 20, 22 calibers 22 caliber is any time for varmint as long as you are a holder of a varmint license Exactly, but this year again, that'll be another episode We are supposed to be getting our caliber restrictions removed Sneak peek into something else
0: sneak peek into something else. That's actually new, new news for me But I mean it doesn't mean that you only have to hunt hare. No with a snare
1: exactly. I mean I've never. I've I don't know if you caught on to That was nifty. <laughs> I have actually never hunted for hair, other than snaring them. That's why I kind of asked you what yeah. your your opinion on that was. Yeah. Is it hunting or is it trapping? Because well, I've never hunted for hair.
0: I mean, you know, it's it's the snare snaring for hair is kind of like the the, the you know forget kind of thing. Set yeah. up and forget, you know, yeah. uh, until the next day, but. I find that if you were to hunt hare rabbit, if people don't know, I'm not talking about hair that grows on your head here.
1: H A R E. Yeah,
0: I'm talking about you know the rabbit, <laughs> not Bugs Bunny. The snowshoe hare. The snowshoe hare. There you go. If we go on in, in more technical terms, uh, I think hunting it even with a firearm. It, it just adds so much more because it, when you think about it, the snowshoe hair will change fur color Yep. on the snowfall.
1: Hunt a white rabbit on white snow.
0: Yeah. I think that's just, that just makes it even more challenging. No, so that's you cannot challenge. say that it is too easy to me. You just put some, You just put it even harder.
1: That that just became a whole other ball game. Exactly,
0: and I see. So this is exactly the reason why what me, Matt and I are getting to is just there's no reason to say it's too easy. No, you you have a method of challenge on every single ground, and you know, like you also have in small game. This also includes coyote.
1: Yeah. Again, your groundhog. License, yeah.
0: Uh, I got a, uh, a hard time saying this one. Cormorant. Cormorant. Cor- cormorant. But the the downside of the cormorant is that you literally cannot hunt it because you'll,
1: you'll never see them where you're allowed to hunt them.
0: Exactly. They're they're yeah. just they're a nuisance. too far down. They're,
1: they're a nuisance that you cannot get rid of. So.
0: <laughs> when you're fly fishing and all you hear is like, and they're flying right by you. Like these things are torpedo in the air. Yep. And crow. Yep. And again, this is another thing that that is like. Uh, up for debate is when you're talking about crow you have a crow and you have a raven raven yes which are like two different things that look almost entirely the same but don't get them confused you can hunt crow you cannot hunt, hunt raven that's right and it's the caw caw they're black They're you know <laughs> like, this, it's, it's, it's like one sounds weird one sounds annoying
1: <laughs> one's bigger and one's smaller yeah you know that's (laughs) kind of the only real
0: yeah that's you know so i mean if we get back if we get back to our topic (laughs) uh, we but i mean like you know these are are, this is a type of hunting to me that i find is is a, a type of hunting that everybody should do everybody should you know practice more oh definitely uh, give it or give or take or not i mean like it or not it does help with your accuracy
1: oh definitely and i mean it's target it, practice again uh, our memories of, of this most of us all have a memory of that i have a picture here with my grandfather uh with my first gross with him and i actually still have after my grandfather passed away i acquired the firearm that is in that picture that we we shot oh, yeah. that bird with, yeah. That's I got a, cool. a 28 gauge single shot that <laughs> I still use today. So I, when I was like four, and I still have Jeez. that today. So that's kind of, you know, pretty cool.
0: I, I got my grandfather's uh, 22 rim fire. There that's you go. A single shot pullback prime that from you a shot Sears. Gross with. Yeah, that I shot grouse with from a Sears catalog. I wow. mean, these things, this thing is a old as ever. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. And, and, you know, like, it's just, it's just the, the pure, like, you don't have that stress of like the big game hunt, the big game hunt yeah. kind of yeah. thing, but you still kind of get that adrenaline when you do spot them. Oh geez. And like, if you do spot like a flock or you spot like, uh, you know, a couple coyotes or whatever, it's, it's still, you know, oh, yeah. you still get that adrenaline rush, even though, we, well, even though it's, it's hunting, hunting is hunting, be it small, be it large. It's hunting. If uh, you're
1: not, if you're not considering it a hunt, You're doing it wrong.
0: You're you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. You're on a leisure. Yep. (laughs) By the way, just to put this out there, we are actually, this episode here is pretty much going to be concentrated on hunting, uh, but don't worry. Eventually, we'll be talking about camping and and outdoor sports as well. Oh, yes. (laughs) But uh, no, and what I'd like to do, actually, um, I'd like to jump in on to our second topic. Definitely. Which, talking about birds, is migratory birds and what you need to know to be in the go. And what we mean by that is what do you need to know to be able to get yourself set up from the get-go to be able to go bird hunt? I mean here in New Brunswick, we have you know some restrictions on it, like in, yeah. in, in terms of you know placement and everything like that. I say you know quite a lot, and <laughs> you guys will notice, you know, but uh, no, you have, to, you have to you have to get you know quite set up a lot.
1: Migratory birds, especially, I mean, they're they're more federally regulated than yeah than exactly it's our a, it, provincial stuff. You yeah, know, yeah. well, they are federally. They're uh, they're
0: federally yeah. regulated, but uh, I mean, you can actually get the license at the post office. At some it's, post offices, you can actually get your. That's what I'm saying. It's your it's bird license. Not. It's not a, the not the, uh, the whole DMs. same
1: system. You know, it's yeah. it's a weirder system if you want really. Yeah.
0: But, uh, you know, it, the migratory bird opens up August first, and ends June thirtieth of the following year.
1: That's that's a long season. That is obviously we understand close that to a year long. <laughs> we we understand that there's a point in there that there's no wanting.
0: Yeah, no, well, obviously we're yeah. gonna we're gonna. But see, you know, this is this is actually something that that I think should be up for debate in a certain sense because there is a point in the year where they say that you are only allowed to shoot with twenty two caliber yeah r- firearms. But how come they put migratory bird up to almost a year long? Exactly. Even past, even during that point where you're not even supposed to be able to hunt with anything other than a twenty-two. Exactly. Well, twenty-two caliber, and inside that, they state that you are not allowed to hunt with anything that is a single rifled,
1: a single projectile,
0: single projectile. That's right. Uh, you know, firearm. Yeah. So then. You can only, it's kind of contradictory. You, you, it's completely contradictory to the to the actual hunting that you're able to do. And I imagine that this is, the, this is like a general rule that they put out throughout all of Canada. Yeah. In the sense that some areas don't have winter in some areas. And then all of a sudden there's this provincial law that prevents you from even doing any of that. So you're very limited to what you can do. You know what I mean? The two governments don't seem to talk to each other. <laughs> they don't like each other. And you know, so, yeah, the hunting season, August 1st, June 30th. But the days or the time periods that is, are the most popular here fall.
1: Oh, definite. I mean, obviously, everything's yeah. everything's leaving.
0: Yeah, everything's leaving fall, and then I think you know, spring is spring is pretty good. But you got your you got winter. You here you got your melts. You got all That's that. That's it. And spring here it's not is not really a difficult that, one, really. Yeah, it's you would think the fall popular. one
1: would be more difficult than spring, but actually, it's completely contrary because I mean, I I've seen it in the fall you know they're they're landing in the fields they're landing in in those kind of areas where because unlike many states and other provinces we're actually not allowed to hunt a lot of waterfowl in actual water areas yeah, in in water you know zones we, we have one here i think we're the one of the last ones in the province here in bathurst to have a zone in the in the bathurst basin which is kind of cool. And mm-hmm. I've literally never seen anybody hunting there. I know you're allowed. <laughs> I've informed myself. Yeah. I've wanted to go. Yeah. And I know a lot of guys aren't going because it's in salt water and they don't want to ruin their shotguns and everything yep. else. So I, I kind of understand them. That's why I didn't go myself. Yeah. Uh, but again, coming back to that is that in the fall, it's easier. The The fields are dry. Most times, no snow, uh, you know, easier to set up. Yeah. when, I've seen them this spring when the birds were coming back. You couldn't have gotten into a field to set up because they weren't landing in the fields they were landing in the in the basin. Oh, in the basin, yeah. So if you'd have been able to go out there, but then cold, wet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not for me.
0: <laughs> no, for sure. And it, it, you know, also something that, that kind of ties into what we were talking about on the last episode where we were saying uh, well, actually not the last episode, sorry about that. What we were talking about in the last topic. We're talking about adding a challenge to small game, especially for for small, you know, wild bird and, and all that. But in terms of what you can use for migratory bird hunting, these are the classifications. These are the items that they state, unless otherwise stated by your province, that you can use a long bow to hunt migratory bird. You can use a compound or recurve bow to hunt migratory bird and you can also use shotguns no larger than 10 gauge uh 410s are not allowed apparently so that's that's one thing but i've i think the 410 is not allowed in some provinces not all okay because i've seen forums that have talked about people using you know people have been asking the question can you use a 410 for geese and a lot of people have been saying yes
1: I know it's getting really popular for Turkey right now. They actually just developed a Turkey load for 410. I couldn't believe it when I saw it. Really? Yeah. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah.
0: And I mean, you know, a 410 is a 410, but it is a, on most occasions, a rifle loaded. It's a single shot, you know, firearm. I mean, the one that I have is a single shot firearm. Yep. And I mean, they say that you're not supposed to use a single shot firearm. That's a rifle type, you know, style. Uh, But, you know. Sometimes it can be, and another thing too that, so, you know, what brought me to my point there is the challenge of using a bow Yeah, is even more enticing to even do migratory bird hunting. And if we look at what you need to, to get out there,
1: that would be something,
0: if you're already set up for small game with a bow, which you can use for (laughs) any type of animal, you know, any type of, of game, the wild game that's out there. Well, just even more so with, you know, that's less cost that you have to put or invest in if yeah. you're hunting migratory bird with a bow. Like, you've already got it in your arsenal. Exactly. Might as well keep using
1: it. And a lot of people, you know, instantly when they when they think of uh, migratory bird, they go, you know, Canada geese, yep. ducks, no geese, yep. that kind of stuff. Um, But one that's forgotten a lot of times and it comes into the small game is that have you ever come across a woodcock in the middle of the woods? Absolutely not. <laughs> really? See, I, I've shot one by mistake, not okay. knowing what it was. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, no, they're they're really odd. Usually,
0: you're supposed to identify what you shoot. Yeah, it looked like a
1: gross at a hundred percent. I I would have swore it was a gross. Yeah. And anyway, and uh, I ended up uh, firing on it, and I mean, this was again probably when I was about eighteen, and picked it up, and once I saw it, I was like, I think I've seen this before. Yet then, I thought my small game license actually counted for woodcock because I did not know they were a migratory bird. Oh, yeah. And uh, they're very small. But, you know, people do not think of, uh, they, they think migratory bird, what they see flying in the sky. But these uh, these woodcock are actually around here. There's not many. Okay. Um, and you can actually track them online. It's pretty cool. They have a uh, the Rough Growth Society, I believe, also tracked. Uh, Woodcock they put must have put chips on them or
0: something yeah they probably
1: and uh, there's quite a lot of them that they tag that do, that do come here in the region like okay. you can you can track them and I, yeah. I I play around with that every once in a while to check where they are that's pretty cool yeah but now I, I won't shoot any anymore first of all because there's not that many and second of all <laughs> yeah. they're so small that you know <laughs> But a lot of yeah. lost meat in that. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, it was a pretty clean shot, dude. Okay. <laughs> yeah, un- unfortunately, you know. But, uh, yeah, and you c- you can hunt those as well if with a migratory bird license. They yeah. are uh, they are to hunt. And, Federally uh, governed, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So p- some people, you know, don't realize that that is also a uh, migratory bird that we have here.
0: Ah, cool. And, uh, you know, talking also about migratory birds, uh, if we look into the regulations of the things, uh, like we were looking at earlier on, when it comes to the bag limit uh of the migratory bird you have to understand that uh if you are this is actually something that that not a lot of people uh, think about you have your your keep limit like your possession limit and then you also have like for instance your daily bag limit exactly but what you can do if for instance Let's say, like, you have your daily bag limit that you have. But let's say somebody says, "Well, I can you pass me like get well not can you pass me (laughs) like you say you're going to give two yeah two birds to To your your neighbor uncle neighbor whoever it is considered as a donation. Therefore, your daily bag limit must be respected, but your possession limit will not be considered uh the same as your daily bag limit therefore let's say you have to keep you're allowed to keep four uh, canada geese in possession in possession okay let's give that as an example if you go out one day take four in the first day but let's say you're there for two days mm-hmm. and you you paid for your second day well donate two of those to somebody else right and then go the next day you can shoot another two if you want, and you'll can, have four in your possession.
1: But can you have them with you, or do you already have to have them given away?
0: Well, the, the, it's considered as a donation. I think you, you would have to have them uh, given away. Given already. away, yeah. Like you say. can't,
1: you can't get caught with six and say, oh, yeah. well, two of these are going to my buddy." Yeah, exactly. Okay. You
0: wouldn't be. I don't think you'd be able to do that because that would just be wrong. To me, that would yeah, exactly that. That might not be the the most legit things to do, exactly. but it's there. So you know, keep that in mind when you're doing it. Now. What you need to get going. We've been looking at decoys. Oh, we're going to be doing this this fall.
1: By the way, we have not yet got in out to migratory bird hunting. Yeah. We just Uh, got a lot of info on it. We got a lot of info (laughs) and we've been like researching all winter long on doing this this fall. Yeah. So I, I, that's why I started, the interest is here in episode three.
0: I started the goose calling. Oh, you did? Yeah, that, I didn't get that yet. That is loud and it is hard, but it is fun. It oh. is actually kind of funny when you do it. But You hey. will be our caller. Uh, apparently, I'm going to be the caller. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to be calling some star 99 <laughs> goose hunting. That's going to be me.
1: And see, like, I, I got a really good buddy of mine uh, where I go hunting in the in the states in Maryland. Uh, that, that guides for an outfitter out there for a migratory bird. They're, they're I, very strong on that. Yeah. And I've already been in contact with him for getting tips and tricks. So we might That's try awesome. to, we might try to get him on an episode sometime. Yeah. Uh, to, that'd be good.
0: You know. But, uh, yeah. So like the things you need, like we've been looking at firearms, we've been looking at, uh, decoys. Blinds. Blinds.
1: And how to set all those things
0: up because and there,
1: there are patterns you got to follow. Exactly. You know. well,
0: it, You know, you got to think about, you know, your pattern wise and your wind, your wind. There's there's a lot of things you got to check. And actually something that, that you pointed out not long ago was for entry level hunters that want to start a a migratory bird Mm -hmm. was actually suggested to use a multiple person stand or blind, a group blind, a group blind rather than a lay down blind. And a lot of you guys might look out there and say like, okay, well, yeah, a layout blind is what 179, yeah, roughly, roughly uh, here in Bass Pro at Moncton, yeah, like 179 for a laydown blind. But your buddies suggested not to go with a layout blind because it's actually not that easy to use. Exactly, it's it's for beginners. It's not that for, easy to use for beginners. For beginners, that's right. Your better bet is to go with a group blind. So yes, the cost you're going to incur a little bit more cost on a group blind. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, split it between the group. Exactly. If you find a, a bunch of buddies that want to go, split it between you guys. You probably actually pay less than a single blind. And if you're lucky
1: enough to have either your own private property or access, sole access to private property, uh, you know, you can always build a box blind as well. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like a built blind to start yeah. off with.
0: But I think what is it again i don't think you can't have a permanent position though if i'm not mistaken though
1: you can have a permanent stand if it's not attached
0: to a tree oh there you go so build one build
1: build a box (laughs) blind and you're fine yeah
0: get permission from the owner landowner of the area that you're going to be hunting on and because don't forget, you have to get permission to be able to go most of these lands. You know. Yeah, most
1: most times migratory the birds fields will or be whatever. On private yeah, land.
0: will be on private land, so don't forget to to ask for permission to be able to do that. That's one thing. Be be friendly to the <laughs> and shotguns two hundred meters away yep. from any dwelling. Yep, and uh, important. Yeah, and a lot of people actually. You you gotta also think like this is one thing I didn't think of a long time ago, but. Uh, one person had suggested who had farmland, uh, cornfields and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. he uses the corn that he grows or the, 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 the weeds or whatever for, I think it was the wheat, uh, for the cows. Yep. Now, one thing he, that he did suggest, even though the wheat had not grown in, is that he suggested that we not use lead pellets. Of
1: course, and I believe that that is now law. You are not allowed to hunt. Oh, maybe that's only if you're on
0: water. Yeah. Well, the reason, do you know the reason why he was asking that? Poisoning. Not just that. Really? It's because when he cuts the fields, the metal detectors and magnets that he uses to uh, separate all debris in his wheat would not pick up the lead, but if they're steel and they pass through the conveyors, it'll pick up the steel and therefore it won't get into the feed. Awesome. Yeah. So that's something that I learned uh, when I went skeet shooting once. And the owner asked us specifically to make sure that we did not have lead shots in our shotguns. That Uh, made some expensive ski shooting, dude. Didn't it? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, we had to make sure that we didn't have that because, uh, and that's something that everybody shouldn't actually look into uh, and make sure that they don't do. Because I mean, if you start firing near a field that somebody has been using for farming or, or will be using for farming, I mean... Make sure you don't get somebody on on your case about it. <laughs> definitely. I mean, you know. It, it might be the great land and it might be the last land. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, with that, no, definitely. And, you know, other things too. There's clothing wise. We're looking. I know like uh, myself, I, I think one of the, the, the clothing brands that 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 I feel is has been going really strong on, on hunting. There's First Light that's been doing pretty good from the States. Mm-hmm in terms of clothing and i mean you can go to your local hunting store too if you want you you don't necessarily need like all the bells and whistles no but I mean, to start off, make yourself off with, make yourself comfortable. Though. But make yourself comfortable, yeah. and and you know anything that is uh, you know, water repellent or anything that'll keep you warm, because a lot of times you'll be going in the fall or you'll be exactly. going in the spring, and it's going to be cold and it's going to be early mornings. Early mornings, it's going to be most times. Yeah, exactly. You know? I'm it's a going big to be believer. In I'm a sense. big
1: believer in in like all my hunting systems are uh, mostly Sitka gear. Yeah, uh, definitely. If this is something that interests you, definitely look into their systems because they have. whole section for waterfowling yeah whether you're waterfowling in fields or you're waterfowling in the marsh or uh you know really in wet areas they they have it all they have it very well uh, divided so if if this is something that interests you definitely give them a look and again not sponsors?
0: <laughs> no, they're a lot of the products we've been plugging in. They're not sponsors. Actually, all the products we've been <laughs> yeah, maybe they should listen. A, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just pulling your leg. Are we now? But anyways, with that, I think we should jump into. Well, you know what? We'll we'll finish this this topic on a good note. So we looked at what did we look at? We looked at clothing. Yep, something that's cost effective. Something that's good for wetlands. Yep looked at blinds. Yep. You need something that is well, for beginners, your better bet would be ground uh, group lines, yep. Rather than ground line or lay down blind. Uh we looked at decoys, saying yes. that patterns well actually we didn't necessarily look at we type talked of, about it. Yeah, we, we talked. Yeah. You know. you know, I mean if we look at the type of decoys, you have just the wings, you have yep. uh you know stand-ups, you have uh pickets, shells, shells, yeah, uh shells with replaceable heads. A lot of companies will be able to sell you packets, like packages of, uh, let's say, groups of 10, different things like that. I don't know about you, but I don't think that a beginner should go into anything motorized right off the bat. I don't think so I don't think the investment is worth it. No. Not until you know if you like it. Yeah. And until you know that you have an area that you can continuously go to. Therefore, you know, it's worth the investment. Oh, it's
1: definitely worth the investment. If you're going to go, if you're going to like it, and yeah. if you got a spot that you can use on a regular basis. On a regular basis, not yeah. Not the yeah. One, once a year thing.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, now we looked at blinds, uh, not blinds, decoys, decoys. Uh, firearms. Yeah. We strongly suggest to go with, you know, shotguns. Oh, that are Like, what would you say?
1: 12? I mean, 12 at least. I've never, again, hunted migratory birds, but mm-hmm. everybody I've spoken to go 12 and then you got the guys that are like, oh no,
0: you know, go 10 gauge. The, yeah. You even know, 20.
1: <laughs> 20. I haven't talked, uh, duck, yes. Yeah. You know, like when they're really in the, in the, in the wetlands. Yeah. I've, I've talked to guys, but like, I'm talking about really Canada goose, which is what we're going to be going after. Exactly. Uh, it's like the universal. 12 yeah. is like the universal. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: And I think that, you know, maybe you guys have a different opinion on that, and we'd be really happy to hear from you guys to know, Definitely. you know, what your opinion is on that. But we'd say, like, I'm actually going to say 12 in terms of price-wise.
1: And just the fact that... Availability. Availability. You it's can just... you can go pretty much, like I was telling you a while ago, that, that 28 gauge I got. Yeah. I can only find shells for that at once one spot yeah exactly so i mean 12 you can find that everywhere
0: exactly and 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 like where our topic was was how to get started exactly so this what we're what we're telling you right now is just like the easiest things to do yeah you know what i mean and this like like we said 12 is universal so we've covered that we've covered you know where to get your licenses you can even get it all the way at the post office we cover the dates The dates are from August 1st to June 30th, all depending on the province that you're in. Mm -hmm. You can have access almost all year round, Mm -hmm. except for one month. (laughs) (laughs) When you think about it, except for one month, uh, July. And you know what? It's kind of funny when you think about it. July being Canada Day, being the federal... Holiday. Holiday. It's like, hey, let's just stop it on June 30th. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So... The only time there's a federal holiday, in in essence, like literally, Canada is the is the month that we're not allowed hunting. Well, that's kind of weird, <laughs> but anyways, with that, we've looked at you know different firearms to use for migratory bird hunting, mm-hmm. but you know, like it's it's just there's so many things. And, and plus, I mean, on...
1: we'll get we'll get into this in a later episode again once we've we've hunted and we've learned tips and tricks on how to set up absolutely uh, and things to look for you know this is just like a an introduction into what we're going to be doing later on and giving the information so maybe you guys can set up and try it as well like us for the
0: maybe the first time this year yep absolutely so with that i think we're going to be closing up on this episode no uh, no, no we're not no, going to, no, no. exactly you are correct we do have the product of the day that we're going to be going into yep the product
1: of the day uh, ties in very well for this episode since it can be used for both our topics. I've used it, uh, I've been using them for, I'm going to say about four or five, oh, at least four or five years now. Uh, used to only be able to get it in the States. Now I just read that they're available online. The product is the Snaro Bird Point Uh for bow and arrow, it's a it's a point you put on your on your arrow. It's like a wired. It's like a, it looks like a clover leaf, yeah, four leaf clover. Like you know, a yeah, flower. You know, a flower. You know. You know. It's a it's a. W- there's four wire loops, depending again on your six inch size, your three inch size, or your two inch size. They're made in uh, Minnesota. You can buy them in a three pack, and now they're they are available online on the uh, Snarrow Bird Point website. Um, it's snarrow.net. Eh? Snarrow.net is yep. right um i like them uh, especially like i say because i do uh, bow hunt a lot now i can like dave was saying a while ago we can use your bow year round um the reason i like them is that I, these points are actually super fun you don't lose your arrows because yeah. if you miss your target or even if you do hit your target they will get caught up in the branches uh, like the undergrowth mm-hmm. which here is very dense yeah, you so got y- your, <laughs> your arrow does not go far. The reusable, the one I have here right now that I just showed Dave, has one broken loop on it, but it still works. Yeah, the functionality uh, is still there. It's still there. And I mean, the weight is, uh, is exactly the same as any other broadhead or field point that you're using. So there's no retuning your bow. Uh, I suggest practicing with one on a foam target. Yeah, Or a, a bag target.
0: Yeah, try a bag target. Maybe a foam target might I, I've shot it on a foam target. Oh, okay. it, bent, yeah. it bends them back. Yeah. It, All right. You
1: know, like it kind of messes them up a little bit, but I, I have tried it just to just to confirm your shots. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, no, great fun. And again, puts a challenge in small game, Uh, puts a challenge into migratory bird.
0: Yeah, you can uh, use it for migratory bird. You can. Yeah, It's a,
1: it's a very, very nice product. I like it. And uh, I suggest any bow hunter out there, if you have not seen it or not tried it, Check these out, uh, Snarrow bird points. I have the, because they, they didn't used to have the 2-inch. The 2-inch is a new size. This is the 3-inch. I think the 6 might be a little overkill, unless you're shooting at flying targets. Yeah, where you think you thinking maybe you're missing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like, the 3-inch the is perfect for grouse hunting. And I, they, they say small bird point, but it's actually small game point. Because okay. I, I have seen them shoot, um, you know, hair. Uh, and other other small games so ties yep. in very good with this episode again Snarrow bird point very and, cool
0: yeah and we're also looking at like a a pretty advantage uh, price point too like when you're looking at a three pack of it you're looking between 29 to 35.99 this yeah. is us obviously being yeah. us in canada in canada that's <laughs> being us in canadian <laughs> 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 that's not that's not what i wanted to say but being us in canada it's obviously going to be a little bit more with transfer rate but i mean it's that's that's a pretty good and the
1: reusable like i say exactly i've, I've had the same three points all this time for the longest time yeah, and i broke it, one
0: exactly it broke one still functional exactly yeah so i mean you know if if you look at the standpoint of this uh in terms of price range it's a good investment definitely it'll last you a long time and even with any blemishes it still is functional. Yeah, you know, it's still something that's great to use. And I've been looking at it, and I'm like, oh, sweet deal. You know what I mean? Like, it's just something that you can use for a diverse amount of species. Yep. So with that, uh, we're gonna lo- we're gonna sign out on this episode. Uh, we're again, I'm pretty sure we're you know, still in the same situation. So wish everybody a great health, safe, uh, safe stay at home and safe distancing, social distancing, if it's, you know, so on and so forth. But just wish everybody well, and uh, I'm signing out on my part. All
1: right, cheers and take care.
0: Have a good one.